Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. I'm living large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co-host today, Dave Anderson, and our producer, William Jeffries. And today we'll be talking about introversion in remote work. Dave, how are you feeling in these times? It's been a while since we've been in an office. <laughs> I'm ready to go back, kind of, like a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. I, I feel like I'm uh, a little more excited to go back than my colleagues. And I'm, I'm confused by it personally because I thought I was a more introverted person. But like, I'm like, wait, like, it was nice being in the office. Don't you guys want to go back? <laughs> so you, I think we mentioned before we did our recording, you identify as an introvert, right? Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I took that 16 personalities test a long time ago and I I got an I in the, you know, word salad of labels that they give you. So, before the recording, the gentlemen were kind enough to hear me answer the personality test as I was reading them <laughs> because I don't think I've ever taken a personality test before and I people found it entertaining I guess y'all mentioned we might have to put that all in the Patreon <laughs> when we eventually <laughs> create that but I got an E in one of my letters yeah the extroversion but I <laughs> I loved reading your entry about like your relationship advice and they're like yo this guy falls in love super easy it's like what a pushover <laughs> I feel like I've got like a secret weapon against you now <laughs> I mean, there were one question that was in there, which was like, you enjoy watching people argue. And it was like, and that became a debate in itself. Like, wait, like people <laughs> full blown fighting or is it just like a de- healthy debate? And my mind went to full blown. I didn't think that I would enjoy watching people argue, but when we were arguing about arguing, it was uh, pretty good. Yeah. So as an introvert who wants to be in the office, could you talk a little bit more about like, you know, do you miss the water cooler conversations that could potentially sprout when you're in the office? Is that like what you were alluding to? Yeah, I mean, I like initially it was like, oh, yeah, like this is great. I'm like working on my own time. Like I can be in my own space and this is great. But then I, I realized that like a lot of times like I'm not like actively seeking out social interaction and there are probably other people who are in a similar situation as me who might think of themselves as introverts. And like a lot of the social interaction that I was getting was through like casual interactions that were like really low friction in the office. Like, Hey, like let's get lunch or let's get coffee or, you know, someone's talking about a problem and I would just like kind of throw, you know, just start engaging in something and yeah that was great and now like you know if you want to get coffee with somebody now you got to like play the schedule game and like schedule some time on calendars and whatever can we get a definition of introversion and extroversion (laughs) you can pull that up we have the power of the internet with us today let's do it so according to google there are two definitions for introversion The first one is the quality of being shy and reticent. It says the tongue-tied introversion of the self-conscious artist is the name of the the quote that they use. And then there's one particular to psychology that says the tendency to be concerned with one's own thoughts and feelings rather than with external things. 
So I would argue for the second definition. I think the first definition is kind of pejorative. Like, ah, mm, (laughs) introverts are just socially awkward weirdos who can't have a conversation in a group. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think there's been kind of a shift of like that label too, because like there was like all those like books and talks a couple years ago about like the secret power of the introvert. And like, I feel like it was like kind of fashionable to like hype introversion, you know, in 2015 or something like that (laughs) but like i remember reading a lot at that time about like how there was a difference between like extroverts getting their energy from being around people and engaging with people and introverts recovering energy by like spending time alone and like you know recharging their batteries yeah through thinking quiet thought yeah i think where you get your energy from is key part of the definition that I've heard in the past. So here's a definition from Psychology Today. They say introversion is a personality trait that sits on a continuum at the opposite end of which is extroversion. Introverts do not fear or dislike others, and they are neither shy nor plagued by loneliness. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that they make that really explicit. (laughs) Evidence suggests that unlike extroverts, the brains of introverts do not react strongly to viewing novel human faces in such situations they produce less dopamine huh (laughs) that is super scientific like as an introvert get these faces out of here (laughs) out of here i don't want to see them get out of here compared to extroverts introverts enjoy subdued and solitary experiences so i think that this is me personally talking this is not from a definition but i think that introversion is a real phenomenon that's a real personality trait and it's also not that common i think most people are extroverted Mm. there's this notion that it's like a 50 50 split and it's not there are a lot of traits that humans have that are you know not 50 50 splits like 90 percent of the population is right-handed right Right. 70 percent of the population is morning oriented only 30 percent of the population tends to stay up at night right biologically they also described it like in a very kind of binary sense where like you either have blue eyes or you have brown eyes but like it's not really like that kind of a a thing i I think i've also seen it described as like kind of a continuum where people are maybe leaning one way or another but kind of you know there's just it's a complicated thing it's like people's behavior i mean it's like yeah like are you my question about the introversion is are you an introvert if you're identified as an introvert is that who you are 100 percent of the time because yeah sure i can pair program with someone for a full day that's great and i will possibly be draining because it's easy to pair program with someone but i also like to solo and do things and explore my own way of learning something or solving a problem Am I introverted when I am enjoying pair programming? I mean, extroverted when I'm enjoying pair programming and introverted when I'm by soloing and by myself. Like, that's the the thing that I get confused about the definitions of them two. Because let's be clear. I think whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, Zoom calls are draining regardless <laughs> of how you splice it. Like, right. William, do you think that like being in a Zoom call, like afterwards, you're like, I'm pumped. Ready to go. Let's get it done. 
Well, so what is the content of the Zoom call, right? Because we've done like team building stuff. Like we did an escape room on Zoom and that was pretty fun. Oh, I think crazy. I felt energized afterwards. <laughs> but okay. most Zoom calls that I'm on are work related and it's hard because you don't have all the same social cues that you normally do. And there are other factors like lag that make things tricky and that can be stressful. And I feel like every Zoom is really an escape room if you think about it. You're just really <laughs> trying to hit that red button and get out of there. <laughs> yeah. That is the worst. Yeah, because you got to like, you know, you got to click the red button. If you're on the phone, like you can't finger it. Like they want you to specifically hit the button. And then it's like, oh, okay, wait, <laughs> do I have to pass host to somebody? Like that's another part of the, the escape room that you got to pass. The oh, host. yeah. Who do you pass it to? You accidentally make everyone escape the room when you're just trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> you kill everyone in the room by, yes, exact turning off the Zoom. Yeah. And there can be good meetings or like good engagements with people on Zoom. Like you were saying, William, like an escape room, like the way that they structured that, it, it was engaging and energizing. So I think there's something to that where like maybe there's better ways to structure meetings or being more intentional about how you're having those interactions that make it easier for people to collaborate and feel energized and purposeful. I think this is like kind of a general people problem, but like in meetings where it can be hard to know when you can speak up and like in Zoom meetings, there's really less of a capacity for crosstalk. So... I find that like it can be challenging to like get a word in edgewise when some people are just like going and going and going. There's that hands up feature, and I always forget where that is. And I'm sure that would be important <laughs> for. And there you go. If you go to reactions, there's that raise hand, like, "Hey guys, it's me. Let me talk." Right. Kind of deal. But even then, like, I guess would an introvert feel? Do they even feel bad for pressing that button in the first place? I guess, right? Like that's like that's like energy in itself. Like, hey, I want to say something. And yeah, that's an interesting thing. Like maybe you could have like some kind of an agreement about like how you might use that in a meeting. But you might have to be intentional about how you think about structuring a meeting ahead of time. I also think that we should talk a little bit about social anxiety. And this is, I think, separate and apart from being an introvert. Like Having social anxiety is a very common experience. I've dealt with social anxiety. I think most people have at some point in their lives. And we stigmatize it often, especially in the workplace. And we, and we really shouldn't. It's a very normal part of the human experience. And social anxiety, I think, is a real barrier when you are in a remote environment. Because it makes it harder to do any kind of social interaction which already has a bunch of barriers because you're remote. And then also, if you crave social contact, which I think most humans do, it becomes even harder to get because the social mm -hmm. anxiety makes it difficult and then there is more distance from opportunities. You're not regularly physically close to other people. And I think that's the thing that we should really talk about because you know a lot of people, I think, don't identify as introverts because they... They don't draw energy from being alone. And they also don't prefer introspection and self-reflection to external experiences. But they do have a lot of these challenges that make operating in a remote environment difficult. Yeah. And I think like when you're in a crowded meeting and 
people are having an engaged discussion and like that same kind of social anxiety may come up where it's like, oh, like I have something really important to say and I want to get in there. Like the remote setting kind of removes more of the cues that you could use. Like you could kind of use body language or people may be more observant of your body language or whatnot. So I think that could also like increase anxiety about like contributing in a meeting. But an interesting thing with like remote meetings or like digital meetings is that you do have like the chat channel. So you can like have those like side conversations or like chime in a little easier. And I think that's like an interesting idea for how things can be a little more flexible if you think creatively about it. One thing that I'm curious about is to what degree does being introverted correlate to wanting to get back to the office? And to what degree does social anxiety correspond to wanting to get back to the office? It seems like there's a correlation there. Like people who are extroverted and low anxiety, for sure, it seems, are the least interested in getting back to the office, which is really counterintuitive, right? You would think that the people who most enjoy social interaction and are the least anxious about it would be the ones who would want to get back to a space where there's lots of opportunity for it. And that's kind of surprising. But what I don't really fully get is how much of that on the opposite side for people who are really excited to get back to the office is because one, they have social anxiety, two, they're introverted, or three, something completely unrelated. Like maybe they just think that they're more productive that way for lots of valid reasons. Like it's easier to get work done when you can tap somebody on the shoulder. Yeah. I mean, I think as y'all experience, as I was taking the test that I am an extrovert, going into the office is not like one of my highest priorities right now though. And I think that it might, that's like the inverse of like introverts wanting to go in. But I think that there are other things, external things at play here, including commuting. I feel like commuting is draining. And I don't know if that is an introvert trait. I mean, who finds excitement in standing in a packed train you know, <laughs> to get to work? I mean, that's an interesting thing as well, because like I read something when I was, you know, thinking about this topic that was like, oh, yeah, OK, like that kind of was a nice part of my day. Like having I like not having like an hour and a half or two hours in the morning to commute, but like having like 30 to 40 minutes of commute to kind of like just be in your head, like kind of in a box underground where you have no like <laughs> wi-fi <laughs> or i guess where you used to have no wi-fi but maybe you do now but yeah like just kind of like observing reflecting like kind of like seeing random shit and thinking about things or not thinking about things or what have you yeah i think that's a useful thing as well that you could kind of like design that time into the day but you know when things like kind of bleed together it can be challenging yeah those in-between moments i think are when a lot of really powerful unconscious work gets done and that is something that i miss about commutes i mean i miss having regular podcasting time also but also when you're in transit and you can't work there's nothing to do except 
think. You get these in-between moments where sometimes you make real breakthroughs. Is that an extrovert thing or an introvert thing or totally unrelated? I think having the time to yourself to think might be the introvert aspect, but that, yeah, I think it might be. I don't know. I just took the test, William. I honestly don't. (laughs) 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 I mean, I guess what what you're getting at is like, is it just a human thing to like need an introverted time like or like to benefit from a little bit of that introverted time that's like measured so do you interact with your coworkers as a software developer differently if you know they are introverted versus extroverted or do you generally not take that into consideration and has remote work changed that at all i feel like people don't really wear a label on them that tell you if they're introverted or extroverted I've started asking people like where they consider themselves and I've been surprised most of the time. I think a lot of people who I assume are more extroverted are kind of just leaning more on one side of the spectrum from their perspective, kind of enjoying more of a balance. I think that's true for people, including myself, who label themselves as more introverted. Like it's it's still like kind of a leaning rather than like, you know, a, a holy hermit life experience. Yeah, I guess I have not in the past, but I should take that into consideration on how people prefer their interactions. Because like, I know I can be a lot, people. I really can. And I apologize if you are an introvert and you cry, <laughs> we cross paths, you know? I think it's a powerful question to like ask people and like have them like kind of consider if the way that we're interacting in these meetings and things is working like or what are are the ways like at a really like low level it could be improved or more considerate for them so i I think there's a lot of value in in thinking about it yeah so i took the test earlier as i mentioned to learn where i stand in the introvert versus extrovert and what made my morning is the fact that i have the same personality trait as spider-man which I am so excited to know that. So that's just going to put extra pep in my step this morning for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a really interesting conversation of like knowing a person's personality and how to communicate with them. And I think we're all excited for the future where we can go into an office or continue to work remote where we have this hybrid situation. Dave, I'm, I'll be more than happy to see you in the office fairly soon <laughs> by the water cooler. We'll have a chat for sure and not this whole remote setting we've been at. Yeah, let's find a water cooler somewhere up in like uh, Westchester County, right? That or we got to go to Hungary, right? That's, <laughs> we gotta, let's find <laughs> oh, the water yeah, cooler okay, in yeah, Hungary. We'll, go to Hungary. <laughs> we'll, we'll have some water cooler talk about the socioeconomic implications of the Hungarian language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have great water here. The Budapest is famous for having massive underwater cave systems below the city. Oh, snap. I had a fun fact. Awesome. We'll have to check that out. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.